and welcome to Talking Business with me, Danny Pardo. In these interviews, we'll be exploring employability insights, career advice, educational experiences, life stories and more from a wide variety of people in a wide variety of industries with the ultimate aim of helping you to make decisions about your studies and your career. If you like what you hear, please do rate, review, share and subscribe to this podcast. It's all very much appreciated. So here we go. Let's talk business. I'm chatting with two business founders today in Kat and Jay, who run an organization called Imagine Insights, and they have got some insights. See what I did there? They have got some insights for you about their career journeys, what their organization does, the importance of Generation Z, and where we're going in terms of their organization and some of the career advice that they've got for you. So here we go. Let's talk business with Kat and Jay from Imagine Insights. Hello everyone and welcome to Talking Business. We've got two people joining me today. We are chatting to Kat and Jay from Imagine Insights. So hello Kat and Jay, how are you both? Hi, yeah, good, thank you. Thanks for having us. Yeah, I'm well, thank you very much. Thanks for taking the time out to have us here. Well, thank you as well for taking the time out. You know, I know my students and everybody else watching and listening will really appreciate this because we get to get stuck into what is Imagine Insights and who are you two? Who are we talking to today? So should we start with that then? Who I mean, who is Kat? If we've never heard of you, <laughs> never met you, who is Kat? Uh, so I'm Kat Agostino. Um, I'm Portuguese um, and also British. Uh, I'm a South East Londoner, born and bred. Um, I am, of course, the co-founder of Imagine. Um, I'm also the co-founder of a network called Dawn, um, which is dedicated um, to inspiring and supporting women in media and advertising. Um, and I'm also a very recently qualified PT, personal trainer. Oh, wow. Keeping it, keeping it mixed <laughs> so up Kat there. literally does everything. Yeah, it sounds it. Kat absolutely. literally does everything, yeah. <laughs> absolutely brilliant. What about yourself, Jay? Who is Jay, then? Yeah, so um, yeah, so I am uh, Jay Richards. So I'm one of the other co-founders, and um, and yeah, so um, I'm fifth of six children. If that's helpful, um, my parents are immigrants. If that's helpful, um, and yeah, so I've I've been I've worked in sales for the last maybe uh, fifteen or sixteen years. I met Kat uh, about two years ago. Now we went for long walks around East London and um, and decided to start Imagine. So that's literally that's pretty much our journey through and through. But, um, but yeah, that's me. Brilliant. I, I love that you, you went for a walk and you decided to start a business. <laughs> that, that makes it sound so easy. That, that ruins all of my lessons. You know, we do years worth of stuff on you must do this and do that. And you just, you two just went for a walk and, and started a business. So what, what is Imagine Insights, Ben? But being as though it's come from literally uh, conversations between two people, what is Imagine Insights for, for people who don't know? Yeah, so um, it's funny just to pick up on something that we'd um, said with with Danny before, but um, we're so we're imagine and it's spelled, but it's spelled I M A G E N, and the Gen part um, references Generation Z. Um, so, but to anyone between the ages of sixteen to twenty six, in our case, because that's who we work with, um, and our mission um, for Imagine is to enable Gen Z to shape their future, and we do that by providing opportunities um, for these young people. Um, and hopefully some of you, uh, to work with brands and agencies um, by providing their, for providing honest feedback, like really brutally honest feedback about brands' products or their marketing or their branding, but getting paid to do so. 
Yeah, which is really, really cool. So in a nutshell, we uh, we pay our community for every insight that they provide. And um, we've got a new platform that's launching that basically means that you can do it straight from your phone or from your desktop, from your laptop, whatever it may be. Um, and you can actually just get paid to provide that insight. So yeah, so we enable agencies and brands. So we work with brands like eBay or Gymshark or PepsiCo, and they crowdsource qualitative or quantitative feedback ideas or insights from our community. So we have a community now of just under 2000 Gen Z globally. Um, and yeah, so they use our platform to crowdsource ideas and insights and feedback from that community within 72 hours, which is really, really cool. Um, and for us, really, the idea is to bring the voices of Gen Z um, to act as consultants for brands. So um, it's really to make sure that brands can, can stay in touch with what's going on with the, in, the, in the Gen Z world at any time and do it really, really simply and really, really quickly. Oh, brilliant. So based on that, then, you know, we, we go back to the theory of what we look at in a class and we look at business to business or business to consumer. Um, are you a bit of both then in terms of if you're, if you're dealing with actual Generation Z, that's the consumer side, and then you've got the business to business side in that you are dealing with the, the brands that you're talking about. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly so right. the <laughs> yeah. So for, for us, the the our our business is actually selling to the brands, and then the um, the Gen Z are really they're they're part of our team. They're our community. So it's we're not we're not really having to sell to Gen Z, which is great because they come to us and they join our platform. Cat does a lot of reach out to them. But yeah, our um what we're actually selling is B two B. So we're selling directly to um to businesses and to brands. Fantastic. So this generation, Generation Z then, um, I was trying to do some research. I think I'm Generation X. I think I'm a few letters ago, but I, I'm not. <laughs> so, uh, but definitely, I'm definitely not your target market, which is fine. You know, I can deal with that. But my students are, and a lot of students listening and watching to this will be. So Jen said when you said 16 to 26 year olds, is this a, a global thing when you said you mentioned it was global? And, and why are they so important to businesses then? Why are 16 to 26 year olds so important that they need a business like yours? Yeah, um, yeah I, I mean, sorry, go, you go, Jay. <laughs> I love the internet delay. I absolutely Got love it. <laughs> um, yeah, so um, they have one of the key things is is that they have a spending power of four point four trillion dollars at the moment. So that's a lot, a lot of money that Gen Z are wielding. Um, and there's three key um, characteristics that probably sum up the community really, really well. So they're activists, so it means they truly care about things. They actually they're the ones that are at the front of the Black Lives Matter marches. They're the ones that are leading the changes with regards to um, to gender bias and all these different bits and pieces. Then they're co-creating they just care about creating cool things with cool people they don't want to be the face of things for them it's like hey i just want to build something amazing with amazing people which is nice and the last one is that they're digital natives so unlike millennials they truly grew up in the internet age for those guys it was kind of first mobile experiences and so on and so on they grew up using iphones they grew up using all the things with millennials we kind of caught onto them a little bit later which is really, really cool and i know cat will allude to why they're important to businesses yeah, I mean, it's, it's such a good question that you asked there. And I think, you know, they represent such a huge percentage of the population. So, um, you know, to, to disregard them or kind of to not 
not value this generation and their opinions and um you know how they can impact business would be such a disservice because they they are the makeup just generally in terms of population is so huge um and and jay said it as well you know they're the first generation that is truly digital native and that's kind of nearly from birth so although we're working with 16 to 26 year olds gen z are actually you know from eight years old so um if you kind of think from from back then then of course technology digital it was kind of everything that that was available to them um the spending power for this generation is also huge so to you know for businesses to be aware of that um to tailor communication to to factor that in um is also a really crucial point um they are i think you know coming back to that technology point is that they, because they've had this access to technology, and, and Jay and I are, are millennials, so we're not Gen Z either, um, that, you know, they are really, really well researched and they will, you know, spend time really delving into stuff to be able to form an opinion and to, um, you know, to, to say what they think. Um, and we see that day in, day out with our community. Um, and I think kind of as a result of that, but also another point is that they just really want to, create change to make change um whether that's from community aspects whether that's from you know the planet um they want to actively change the way that we are living um i think also another really important point is that diversity is really expected within this generation so that and that's a huge thing when you're looking at businesses whether it's a startup business um to an existing corporate business um, you know, diversity seems to be the, the the buzzword, but actually this is a generation that doesn't think like that. They expect that there should be a diverse workforce. So to have all of these things, you can, you know, if you're really listening to this generation and taking their opinions on board, then your business is going to benefit uh, hugely from that. Yeah. And that's really interesting what you talk about digital natives and diversity there, because this week in education, there's been a lot of talk about uh, the mobile phone ban. And students should not be allowed to use mobile phone mobile phones. And I, I find that just um, I'm going to try not to get too personal because I'd rather hear your opinions and mine. But, you know, I find that horrendous with what you're talking about. They've grown up with technology and it's how they communicate, collaborate, um, research, share ideas and be creative. You know, you can be creative on that. And to say that you're not allowed to use it to learn from is just completely uh, bizarre to me <laughs> you know i can't i can't yeah. make any sense out of that at all um for sure i think i think it, i think the interesting thing behind that is is because probably the rules are being made by people our age and, and your age yeah. so we so we're like oh, oh this makes sense because this is what was happening in our generation i'm not realizing that these guys are light years ahead of us and and mm. um, my son's 14 so watching him do research he's just he's like oh, okay i need to learn about world war ii and he just jumps onto youtube and just watch back-to-back -back YouTube videos, and then he comes to me and starts yeah. talking to me about Adolf Hitler, and I'm like, interesting. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and, and we, we're going to the other people, as well. Sorry, go on. I was just going to say, I, you know, but gonna we're going into what Jay said there. Jay, this is your internet delay. We was all fine until you said something. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, go, going into what Jay said there. You know, having all that information, it is there at your fingertips. Like all you got to do is choose to learn, and it's and it's there for Gen Z. Cat, um, were you going to add to that or, or give another perspective? Um, it on was, that? Yeah, no, no, not another. I mean, it was just in agreement. It was the case of you know, my, so the, the opposite end of the spectrum is my my daughter's only two, or not quite two, and she's already you know taking photos on my phone. She's already like just at that young age you know we, we we don't let her have the phone but she's grabbing it and she's you know knowing how to work things and I think that you know I'm not going to say 
I'm going to limit her screen time because she's small, but nice. you know, she's going to grow up with that. And so I have to allow her to, to learn and develop in the way that is, is natural to her. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, going on with that, and you also talked about diversity there and, and it's always strange to me when I hear diversity, because I'm with my students a lot of the time, thankfully back now physically. And, and I see the diversity in the room, you know, to me, it's an everyday part of life. So when people say workforces aren't diverse and things, I get a bit confused by that because the world I live in uh, and, and uh, work in is very diverse. Um, you know, are you seeing that with, with where you work and the businesses you work with? Have we got these diverse work workforces that are really adding to organisations? I think it completely depends on the business. I think for us, you know, we're in an amazing position because we have built our business around diversity, about having, you know, around having a diverse community, working with clients that are diverse, making sure that we are educating and help, helping people to understand why that is so important. Um, you know, when we look at our own internal team, imagine we're, we're a small team, but, you know, we speak, there's five languages for, between us. We're all from different backgrounds, whether that, um, you know, whether that's our, our heritage, etc. We live in different locations. Um, we have different life lessons. We've grown up in different places. And, and I think that diversity angle goes beyond just gender and race. Um, you know, when we look at our community as well, we've got 5% that are registered as disabled. Um, we're recently having a conversation around um, those that um, might be on benefits and how we incorporate that as, as a, you know, an inclusion metric within what we're trying to do. But then you get the other side of businesses that are, you know, much more established that perhaps haven't had to think in that way. Um, and now we're sort of really trying to backtrack and make sure that workforce is diverse. But um, yeah, I don't know if Jay, you've got anything else to add on that, but we're, we're, I mean, we're talking about it all the time, day in, day out, and we don't see it enough. Yeah, so within our, within our community, 65% of our community is female, 35% of our community is black, 25% are Asian, 10% from the LGBT community, 5% uh, are disabled, and about 20% are from a low-income background. So when we say we're diverse, we're actually truly diverse. And I think that's the that's the key and, and Kat put it most eloquently. So yeah, those, those are our statistics internally with regards to our community. But um, but yeah, globally that's just not the it's just not the standard. So um and the interesting thing is, and probably for your business students, because I'm an ex-business studies student myself, so I love this stuff. Um, but the <laughs> the interesting thing globally is that um if you are advertising to 10 people in a room and three of those people are black, um, and then you ignore them, you're then only getting seven of the people buying your products. Do you know what I mean? And it's, just, it's the exact same process with regards to if one of those people in the room was from the LGBT community, now you're ignoring four people. If one of those people's from a disabled background, now you, and it, 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 when you look at the statistics and the percentages, the way businesses advertise are normally to a very small subset or niche of the community that they think is the majority, but it turns out it actually isn't the majority. Um, so yeah, so it's an interesting one. Um, I love the way you said that they think because, you know, people, we can get stuck in our ways. You know, I, I've been teaching for 11, 12 years now, uh, in, in just in this one place, a few years elsewhere. And you can get stuck in your ways. And I think like this because it's always been like this. And that is not true uh, in any sense of the word nowadays, you know, with the world changing so quickly as it is. Um, in some cases for the for the better, in some cases for the worse. But, you know, things are changing and we do have to change how we think, which ties into uh, what I wanted to ask you about market research then. So why are businesses so keen to do market research? 
uh, in, in, they're using you? Because you work with a lot of big brands. You know, I've seen those business names on, on your website there. Why are they so keen to do market research? Then is it because of some of the things you're saying with, with spending power, um, or are businesses really thinking long-term customers now from this generation Z that we've got? Yeah, I mean, our, our motto has always been to create with your target audience, with your target consumer, um, and not for them. So that means you have to understand who that consumer is. And the way that you do that is by listening, trying to understand, having a conversation, bringing them into that conversation. Um, and so what we're trying to do is when, we try, when we're speaking to these brands and these agencies, we're, we're trying to um, have that conversation and say, if you're going to create something, for Generation Z, be that a product, a brand, you know, marketing campaign, unless you consult with them first, how are you going to know what it is that they want? And that, could, that can apply to any product in any sector, um, but you have to you have to consult with, with them and bring them into that conversation. And so that's what we do. We, you know, we provide these insights on behalf of these brands. Um, and, you know, it, it, it's fantastic because it can help to shape what these brands and these avatar and, and these agencies are creating um, we had an amazing case um, that earlier this year where we um, asked our community to feedback on a piece of content and that content then didn't launch out um, it didn't go it, well, it didn't become you know an advert that went out into okay. into the market um, as a result of that and so it's really really important that businesses if they want to attract a type of audience and it doesn't have to necessarily be gen z but obviously for for this purpose but yeah it's that consulting with um, and and creating alongside so that you can truly put something out um, that is meaningful and that will gain the trust of this audience yeah, because you've also got, you know, it, it's a very competitive market, isn't it, nowadays? And, you know, what I've found from my students is that, um, that there's a little bit of brand loyalty, but on the most part, you know, trends and fashions come and go so quickly and they are so influenced by whoever's doing what on social media. But it must be hard for businesses to, to be able to keep up and, and do that. And I think, Jay, did you say 72 hours feedback or something earlier with regards to how quick you, you turn things around at uh, Imagine? He was talking and the microphone was off. Um, yeah, so um, 72 hours is our known normal turnaround time. We actually delivered some stuff for that client that Kat was speaking about a second ago in an hour. Um, so our community is extremely well engaged and, and, and we're able to turn around things really, really quickly. And I think the, the, you alluded to it a second ago, uh, the importance of st staying on top of things in the moment. Because the reason why we use 72 hours is because something that's important on Monday might not be important anymore on Wednesday. So you need to be able to gain that insight really, really quickly and, and, and jump on it and, and, and get started. So I think, yeah, there's definitely a there's definitely an interest in what we're building, which is great. Um, and, the, and the great thing is we get to we get to pay our community to, to deliver in such a quick time. Yeah, fantastic. Yeah. I mean, you know, we're looking at, yeah, you're, you've been a business student, so you probably know what I'm about to say here. But in terms, you know, we, the way we've had to teach promotional units that you have a year long plan to do this. I mean, you do research in June and then you launch something in January. And that is... Okay, maybe that's the case for some brands and some kind of advertising methods, but, uh, you know, with, with social media and being able to create things so quickly, then, you know, businesses like yours really making it, you know, on a daily, hourly basis, you know, I was going to say daily, daily but you, you're doing it, you know, as it just keeps rolling and flowing and that's fascinating to see that there's a need for it and that that is the business and the corporate world that we live in, but, but 
that's how it's going to go. Um, so, you know, talking about if, if you don't mind me getting a bit personal here with, with you two, um, I mean, do you prefer, have you worked for other people uh, in other businesses or have you always been this kind of, I need to run my own business and you've had that kind of mindset since you were uh, at 16, 17? How has that been for you? Yeah, I mean, I yes. Um, we, we both have worked for other people, but I, I specifically had quite a long kit in within media agencies. Um, so working in digital departments, planning and buying digital media campaigns, so within the advertising space. Um, and I did that for many years and absolutely loved it. But there was always something that was in my head, which was, uh, I think there's something else. I think there's something else that I can do that I want to own, that I want to run, um, be that with, you know, another person, but just to create something else. Um, so, yeah, I founded my first business uh, six years ago. Um, I mentioned Dawn, the network that I founded, and that's actually now in its 11th year. Um, and that's, that's more of a social enterprise as opposed to, um, to, to a business um, that brings in money. And, and then, of course, Jay and I met. And, um, and you know, I, I personally can't imagine anything different now. Um, but I think Jay, Jay's probably got a slightly different, a slightly different story. I think he, he might want to work for someone else at one point. <laughs> yeah, so I'm, um, so I've worked, I've worked in sales all my life. So I started selling when I was like 13, 14 years old, but I was selling, um, selling my own products when I was, when I was in secondary school. So I just started, um, printing t-shirts and selling those in secondary school. And then, um, ever no matter if I had a full-time job or not I was always had something on the side that I was doing something small or running nightclub promotions or whatever whatever so I was always doing something on the side but I always um had a full-time job and then um when Kat and I met and, and we started Imagine that's the first time I've gone out and worked full-time for myself um and yeah I, I the thing is I do I thoroughly enjoy it. I enjoy working for myself, but the stress is like stress I've never experienced in my entire life. Um, so it is amazing. It's literally, there's so many pros to working for yourself, but one of the cons is you'll just wake up at 2, 2 a.m. and you're like, I need to do this to the website. And you just get up and leave your bed. Or you're like, I need to I need to send this email or whatever. whatever. And it's constant. It's not so much a, um, it's not a frontal lobe experience. It's subliminally, you're constantly thinking about things and you're constantly worrying over things. So you'll be with your family the weekend and everyone's looking at you and they're asking you a question. And my mind is in <laughs> spreadsheets. I'm look, I'm thinking about profit and loss accounts, or I'm thinking about what I should say to that client or whatever, whatever. And, and I'm constantly, Kat and I constantly messaging all the time. It's like having a third person in my marriage. Um, <laughs> and I think the, so I think the, the, the good thing is, is that both Kat and I have understanding partners. So um, they, <laughs> they, they don't get too stressed with us. Um, but I definitely think it's a, I, I one day, once we've moved on from what I would do with Imagine, I definitely would love to work for somebody else and be told what to do. And have somebody tell me, go do this. And I'll be like, perfect. I go do that. I do my task. And then I go home. Um, but at the moment, I do thoroughly, thoroughly enjoy it. And um, it's, it's just, it's a journey, it's an experience. But there's two sides yeah. to the coin for sure. Hey, Jay, with that mindset, you should go into teaching. We don't switch off either. You know, we'll wake up at two o'clock going, that'd be a really good idea for a lesson. I'm going to write that down. So uh, you just let me know. Okay, I'll, I'll hook you up with some teachers and uh, we'll get you in. The holidays are great. 
Okay, but but there's still a bit of stress. <laughs> yeah. All right, there's still a bit of stress. Well, holidays, holidays are great, but you still work through them, right? Because I mean, I'm from a family of teachers. Like my yeah. whole family of teachers, yeah. I have literally grown up like seeing the stresses that that brings. So I have yeah. so much respect. Like totally <laughs> off off the cuff, but like I, yeah, I have so much respect yeah. for you because you guys work so hard. Yeah. Oh well, thank you very much. Yeah, I mean, this is my Easter holidays right now, so uh, yeah, yeah, of course, you know, exactly. <laughs> party time with you, pair. I like it. It's good. It's good. Um, so, what what's next then for for yourselves? And imagine, Jay, you're alluding to your future career goals. I mean, I don't know if you were ever <laughs> going to tell Cat those, but I've read that now. Um, so, so what's next for uh, Imagine? Are you kind of staying where you are, or have you got kind of growth plans? Like, you know, you don't need to divulge trade secrets and things, but um, what, what's next for you both? and imagine yeah good question man i think um the next big step for us is we launch our web app to the community the first week of may so what that means is it's just a quicker way for our community to get paid to provide insights um and it's just it's just a platform that makes it simplifies the entire process for them so that's super super exciting and we're going to be launching at the beginning of may um clients will then um be jumping on board with that as well because it's a it's a yearly annual subscription so they just pay a year, yearly subscription and they get to send a certain number of briefs out to the community so it streamlines our entire process it makes our sales process so much easier so i'm personally really excited about it and i know cat is from it from a consult um from a community end as well because it just means the sign up process for our community is so much easier and um, and they just get push notifications they don't need to worry about staying on track or waiting for emails they just get a push notification through to their phone saying hey this brief is live right now from this brand jump on board and get involved so we're super excited about that man. yeah yeah and i think just uh, in addition to those i mean we're, we're so excited about about the web app it's literally all we talk about um but it's also building more relationships with education providers, with youth organisations, apprenticeships, basically any organisation that looks after young people within the ages of 16 to 26. And that's where I spend a lot of my time um, is, you know, sourcing, sourcing those people and, and trying to talk about what we're doing to encourage more young people to join so that we can provide more paid opportunity to them. Um, and then ideally after that, because I think every meeting that Jay and I have, we get asked, what you know are you going to be in america are you going to be in um the rest of well, in europe um you know so so expansion into other markets is definitely going to be um on the card for us as well wow exciting times coming up so we'll keep our eyes on you that's that's absolutely mm -hmm. fascinating um let, let me go um personal again if, if you don't mind me doing this here um kat i'll ask you first as uh, as we roll on here kat did you do a levels and university and if so what did you study Yep. So I, I actually was, we always get asked this. Um, so I, I love school. I was really good at school. Um, I was kind of expected to have quite a set out path. Um, but I, I did my DCCs, did A-levels. Um, I did English, media and dance. So totally random. Um, and then I decided not to go to university. Um, and that was much to the, the stress of my family. Um, but it is, yeah, I, I kind of had a, I wanted to travel and then I knew what I wanted to do and, and the industry I wanted to work in. So for me, I, I kind of had that vision. Um, and then obviously, yes, the, the rest is history in terms of the businesses. Wow, fascinating, yeah. Okay, what about you, Jay? 
Um, so I was very good at being badly behaved at school and didn't really figure out <laughs> what I wanted to do till about year 11. Um, so um, luckily I'd studied business. So my business studies teacher, Mr. Wright, was like yourself. He was a phenomenal human being um, and he helped me to focus on business. But I decided to go study a BTEC at college because um, A-levels terrified me, the idea of doing exams. So I um, studied business at BTEC at college um, got distinction, distinction, distinction because I'm a genius. Um, <laughs> no, I'm missing, but I got distinction, distinction, distinction. Then um, <laughs> off the back of that, um, I didn't know what I wanted to do next. And all of my friends were applying to university and I didn't really know if I wanted to do that, but I just applied to six courses at the same university, which apparently isn't what you do. Um, Oh, it is nowadays. You, you, uh, you, you uh, we, we tell our kids like you left a box empty. Why did you leave a box empty? You know, so uh, you did. You did the right thing. It's fine. And from a business teacher to a former student, well done. <laughs> and then I went and studied um, business and management at university in Birmingham. So yeah, did that for three years and um, potentially will never ever study again. I read a lot of books though. Both Cat and I are avid readers. Yeah, so we do. Even outside of um, formal education, we're still we're still studying. Oh, and then obviously wow. I've just recently studied for, to be a PC and that was probably the most stressful studying that I've ever had to do whilst the first time I was pregnant and the second time I had a tiny baby so um, yeah go figure that one. So you've picked your moments well then uh, Kat Biver said my word so yeah. lifelong learning though you know it, and it's fascinating your different journeys um, the different paths you've taken to know be running the same business is, uh, you know, it goes against the textbook theory side of uh, you do this and you do this and then all, everything just falls into place naturally. Um, so it's great that you've kind of blown man out of the water, so to speak. Um, I'm gonna ask you two more questions, if that's all right, just keeping my eyes on the time here. Um, social media is a way of life for a lot of people, especially Gen Z, you know, I, I see this I don't want to call it an addiction because I'm not qualified enough to call it that, but certainly a need and a desire to, to be on social media, to check social media, to communicate on social media. And I know that a lot of employers look and Google people before they get hired nowadays. Um, so what would be your advice to 16 to 26 year olds who have got Twitter, Instagram, uh, TikToks, Snapchats, and all those kind of things? You know, just I didn't say Facebook there. Um, what would be your advice to them in terms of their social media presence online? Yeah, um, I think the good thing is, especially with Gen Z, because they've grown up with um, with social media, what, what we're actually seeing a lot of, and my son's a prime example of this, is even though they're online, um, his handle, you wouldn't technically be able to know his Instagram handle was him. His profile picture, you don't know it's him, and he doesn't really post photos. So if you post stuff, he removes it. He has this constant thing of posting something on his, on his Instagram and then removing it. So I think they're already on the way of going, hey, you know what? I'm, I want to share certain parts of my life, but I don't want to put everything on social media. But from my perspective, I would say with things like um, LinkedIn or anything that you've got that's public, try and keep it professional. So if you've got something that's public and um, you know other people could technically just Google your name and find it, and keep that professional. If you are doing a, um, a TikTok or you're on Discord or whatever it may be, you're on these other platforms and you've got it so it's so it's public, so people can see it. Um, um, 
sorry, yeah, if you're on TikTok, because I know you're creating content on there and, and you might try and do things for laughs or whatever. But again, just make sure that it's not something that in the future you would regret posting because you don't really want to get um, get shot in the foot for that. And I know that it's happened to people. I know that one of the, she was the editor for Teen Vogue and somebody found a tweet that she tweeted nine years ago and she actually got fired from her job as editor of wow. Teen Vogue. So just bear those things in mind when you're putting anything that's going to be public, and try and keep it professional. If it's private, do whatever the hell you want. If people can't see into that, then 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 go wild because it's just for you and your and your close your close knit group. But also bear in mind that if you're going to keep that private, try and keep it private to people that you trust. Because if you let people in and they may not be somebody that you trust, they might just screen record that and be like, "Hey, this is what so and so has been doing on their private Instagram." So yeah, um, I my Instagram's on private, but my my so and my Twitter and my LinkedIn are public. So my Instagram is really, I've got like, I don't know, like a few thousand followers or whatever, but they're people that I, I know that won't be sharing my stuff out. Um, but then with regards to my public profile, I'm, I'm uh, keep it super professional. Not that my Instagram is not professional, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I completely agree with, with everything you said today, to be honest. Um, and I, I think I'm the same. My Instagram is private, but my other channels like LinkedIn and Twitter are, are open because we use them just purposes. <laughs> Um, and you know, if you if you were to Google both our names, the only stuff that comes up is business related. Um, you know, even photographs that you know might have been from ages ago. None of them are from um, from uh, none of them are anything that I wouldn't want people to see. Um, and yeah, I think I think that that that's the key is just always remember that that someone may find it in the future. Brilliant. Thank you both for that. I I, I remember somebody telling me, um, don't put anything on, but you wouldn't want your nan to see. And that's kind of stuck with me, you know, God bless them both uh, and not here anymore. But, um, you know, I always thought, what would my nan have thought of that? And uh, that's my been my guiding yeah. kind of light. And uh, yeah, it's interesting to hear your views, but keep it professional. You know, you, it, it's a global world and be very careful with what you put and what you want people to know about you uh, because people can find it out very easily nowadays. Uh, all right, let's do one last question then for you both. And I don't think I know, I didn't prep you for this one because I wanted to catch you off guard a little bit because I'm you know, that kind of teacher. Um, so, if you could go back to when you were, say, 17, 18 years old, the age range of my students and people watching and listening, and give yourself some advice that you wish you'd followed, or if somebody gave you some advice that you wish you'd followed, what would that advice be? I don't know who wants to take it first. Yeah, I can go. I mean, for, for me, it was just, I, so I really struggled with the fact that I didn't go to university, and, and Jay knows this all too well, that even... Even now, very occasionally, because I'm, I'm much more open to speaking about it, but I still really struggle if people ask me that question because I feel like I should have gone um, from whatever pressures they were around me. But it hasn't stopped me from achieving what I wanted to. And so I wish I'd kind of had more confidence around that and been given that advice that, you know, we will, whether that's from the family or from other people, you can still do things if you if you don't want to go to university, if that's not your chosen path. I'm not encouraging anyone not to go to university, but I'm just saying that whether that's education, whether that's following your dream, whether that's a passion point that you have, is that really think about what is important to you um, and just don't worry about what people think. Um, you know just just really yeah really really trust your instinct because it's you and you know you um, and if there's something you really really want to do just do it 
How interesting, you know, you said that it still hits you a bit on the confidence level, but look at everything you've done. You know, you run a social uh, yeah. social enterprise, you're running a business, um, you, you're a mom, you've just retrained to be a personal trainer, um, you know, and all those things that you still think, oh, should I have gone to uni? You know, so yeah. it's great to think that, you know, that um, there are different options out there for you and, you and you've proven that, you know, with, with everything that you've done and, and thank you for sharing that with us. What about yourself, thank Jay? You. What would you tell 17, 18 year old Jay? That's a good question, man. I think um, going off the back of what, what Kat just said, I definitely think it's, because with regards to the confidence thing, even now at 30, I still like, is this the right decision? Like, are we doing the right thing? Are we stupid? Is this a dumb idea? Like, you, you constantly have those things. So I think it's getting comfortable with being uncomfortable. And mm. as, a, as a human being, you just have to get used to that. You have to get used to the fact that you're not always going to be comfortable with the decision you're going to you're gonna make. And just to rest in that, but okay, I'm uncomfortable at this and I'm scared, but I'm going to do it anyway. And I think that's, that's, that's a great thing. And then the other thing is just to relax. And I think a lot of the time I speak to a lot of um, teenagers or folks in their early 20s and it's all so serious. Everyone's like, I need to do this because it needs to go on to do that. And our parents are like, make sure you study these subjects because then you can go and do so on and so on. And I think the good thing is, is that we live in a day and age where you can try and test so many different things. Try loads of different things because you never know what's going to work for you. Because ideally, my mum hit the nail on the head early. She's like, you're going to work in sales when you're older. And she, she, she got it right. But she also said things to my brothers and sisters and they were all predominantly wrong. So it's not that um, people that are older, you can have like a magic ball or whatever and they can tell you what your future is going to be. So a great thing about the world we live in is you can try and test different things. So give things a go, see if you like something, say, okay, you know what, I want to try this sport or I want to go and try this subject, whatever. Just try and test things and read books around loads of different subjects so you can figure out actually what do I love? And that's alluding to what Kat was saying a second ago. What am I passionate about? What do I love? But you can't find that unless you try and test loads of different things. So don't take it so seriously. Like I need to know what I want to do for the rest of my life at 17 years old because the truth is what I thought I was going to be doing when I was 17 what I'm doing now is nothing like it I didn't expect to exactly. be doing this we kind of walked into this business and fell into this business can I say it wasn't something that was planned and well calculated and we were geniuses and came up with this thing that nobody else was doing we just kind of fell into it and I think it's you have to just relax sometimes with that okay you know what it's, it, it is what it is life is going to happen I'm just going to figure out the journey yeah, yeah. And, and thank you both for sharing those insights. It's interesting to hear you echo what I've heard other people say with regards to maybe time in volunteering here and the fact that you can go and just try things. Um, you know, but your career journeys, you know, you know, I know it's a long time, you know, from, from when you're 17, 18 to when you're 60, 65, 70, whatever the retirement age is going to be. Um, you know, that's a long time. You don't have to decide in year one of your career. <laughs> this is now it for the next 45 you, you know and, and i'm proof of that you're proof of that and a lot of people i speak to are so thank you for for sharing those insights here um is there anything else you want to add before we go with regards to uh, imagine where can we check you out where can we sign up i know you've got your web app coming um, where can we go for more information if we uh, if we want to do that yeah so if you go to our website <laughs> www.imagineinsights.com um, and all of our social um, handles are on there as well. Um, sign up and we can share the link with you um, to sign up if you're interested. It's free to join. It's free to take part in any of our challenges and you can take part as many as you like. So, yeah, we would love to have people on board. Awesome. 
Well, listen, thank you both very much. You know, really appreciate you taking the time out. You're no doubt uh, rather hectic schedules by the sense of all the things you, you're doing <laughs> and what you've got coming up, you know, to chat to me and the students and anybody else watching and listening to this, you know, really, really good year. Um, and I look forward to hearing what my students think about uh, Imagine Insights as well. We may get signed up and go through some of your programmes and um, some of the briefs that you're going to have on there and get their opinions as well. I think that'd be really interesting and I can get those back to you uh, in a roundabout way as well so you can uh, keep, keep rolling with Imagine Insights so thank you very much stay on the line after this if you don't mind just for a minute or two and we'll say a proper cheerio uh, but for now thank you very much and uh, yeah I'll see you again sometime and cheers thank you bye Thank you very much to Kat and Jay for sharing their information, their advice, their experiences and their journeys to become business founders of Imagine Insights. There's a lot to digest in that and I hope that you take some of their amazing advice and inspiration and motivation along with you on your career journeys as well. So a big thank you to Kat and Jay. Be sure to check out Imagine Insights if you are aged between 16 and 26 and part of Generation Z. And thank you for watching and listening to Talking Business with me, Danny Pardo. Say hello on all the social media channels and be sure to rate, review, like, share, subscribe and all those good things to this podcast and video. And we'll see you again soon on another episode of Talking Business with Danny Pardo. Thank you. Cheerio. Thanks for listening to this episode of Talking Business with me, Danny Pardo. I hope the advice and insights in this episode make a difference to you, your studies and your career. You can find more by searching for Pardo's Business, that's me by the way, on Google, YouTube and Instagram. I'm also at Pardo's Business on Twitter. If you like what you heard, please do take a moment to rate, review, share and subscribe to this podcast. It's all very much appreciated. We'll catch you again soon on the next episode of Talking Business with Danny Pardo. Thanks and cheerio!